0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. When New Zealand's coalition government came to power in November last year, it pledged to enact a review of what's known as the Treaty of Waitangi. The treaty is considered to be New Zealand's founding document and the government's plans have sparked fears of a rollback of Maori rights. At this week's Waitangi Day commemoration, the government faced a challenging reception. One person who faced some hostilities was the Deputy Prime Minister, Winston Peters. Here's a selection of what happened.
1: Whoever said we're getting rid of the Treaty of Waitangi? Tell me. No, we didn't. You tell me whoever said we're getting rid of the Treaty of Waitangi. So stop the crap. Stop the nonsense. Stop the hysteria. Some of us were out there before you were born fighting for Maori land rights. Let me tell you, sunshine, I used to go to the Marae where they had a thing called and protocol and respect and not you shouting. See what I mean? See? Get an education. Get some manners.
0: Winston Peters is the Deputy Prime Minister of New Zealand and our guest,
1: Winston Peters, welcome. Good morning.
0: Do you regret the tone you struck during that speech on Waitangi Day?
1: Most definitely not. I'm up against people who, when they were making their comments, we sat there in silence and heard them out. That's the Māori way. That's what happens on the Marae. That's the protocol. That's the tikanga, to use that expression. But no one came to our turn. They thought they had shut us down. I don't forget that at all. We're not going to let that sort of behaviour prevail in our country.
0: In your speech you insinuated that people's concerns are about your government getting rid of the treaty but people's concerns are really about the fact that your government is planning to reinterpret really what the treaty means of course the treaty does rely on interpretation very much how do you respond to that that that, that you know there's obviously a bit of a debate about what you really mean but that there are concerns that you are rolling back Maori rights
1: well, the length of that question tells me that you're misinformed on that very subject. The reality is the Treaty of Waitangi is a three-clause document. Leading experts with high legal training as well in the Maori world, in a much earlier time frame, said things about it which I agree with. Not this modern approach at the universities around the country where it's a make-work scheme while they reinterpret all the principles of the Treaty of Waitangi and can't agree on them. This is a uh, This is an amazing development, and it's all designed around in a sense uh, of their purpose, it's not designed around Maori advancement. It's not designed around Maori equality. It's uh, designed around a certain Maori elite who want to have two governments in this country, two systems, two trading systems where all the rest of us are trading, and that's the balance of Maori as well, are trading internationally, and then there's a certain Maori group trading by themselves. The demands they're making are astonishing, and we are not reinterpreting anything we're not getting letting them get away with developmental hogwash to the destruction of this country's long-term democratic interests. So, and we're one of only nine countries with this democratic tradition going all the way back to 1854.
0: So specifically, what do you want to change about the interpretation of the Treaty of
1: Waitangi? I want to change the misinterpretation that's got all sorts of, making all sorts of statements that says, for example, that Uh, On the 5th of February 1840, no one in the whole empire of of Britain, including those who are living downtown from Buckingham Palace, were in partnership with Queen Victoria. But somehow, two days later, on the 6th or 7th of February 1840, the Maori were. These sorts of myths are being permeated, and particularly by the mainstream media, uh, who themselves were bought off by a public interest fund just two and a half years ago. And the results of that are devastatingly bad for the New Zealand people. So if no one in the Commonwealth and the Empire was in partnership with Queen Victoria, even in the UK, where she was the presiding, presiding queen, how come the Maori were? You start with a lie, you end up with a whole lot of lies as a development. And our job is to look at the massive Maori interest there is in decent housing, decent health system, decent education and first world wages. We want to focus on what Maori really need.
0: Okay, so that that's that's a historical argument. I understand that you, you have a view, but I'm talking about the on-the-ground on the impact. What are the things that you well, think about, have gone too far that need to change?
1: But how about answering my question? I'll put it to you as I put it to everybody since it first became a part of a court judgment in 1987. If this was not the case of a partnership with Queen Victoria back then, how come the Maori were? If you're going to pursue a lie, you end up with all the developments we've got that's happened to us now. And it's massively to the detriment of the Maori people in particular because the cop out when they need the advanced utilities that all people in our country need regardless of their background. It's not race-based, it's needs-based.
0: So you want it to be needs-based, but there has been a discussion, for instance, on uh, place names, on language. Would you like to see a reduction of that?
1: Well, precisely. If you've got a New Zealand transport agency looks after our roads, uh, they changed it to Waka Kotahi. Kota. Waka means uh, a, a maritime seagoing boat. We all came from the Pacific thousands of years ago. Actually, in fact, 5,000 years ago, we go from when we started from China. But well, we came by these Waka. But now you've got to walk on the road. And then the pretentious sort of uh, self serving name changes at great cost, whilst the roads are pitted, potholed, and not being looked after properly. And then we've got a, a New Zealand advertising a Waka in the sky. It gets more ridiculous as we speak, and we're saying, get back to doing your basic job properly. When I go to hospital, I don't want a Maori language lesson. I want an operation right here right now. I'll give you the Maori language lesson when you go to school, as we and and New Zealand First and the National Party were the first ones to do in the first place. Mm.
0: Can't you do both, though, fix roads and also uh, celebrate language? look,
1: Look, the major objective of all communications is what? I'm talking to ABC. The major communication objective of communications is a thing called understanding and comprehension. And if you haven't got that, what are you pushing in the interest of the almighty elite few who think that they know more, uh, these work people, and care more than the rest of us do? And they've hardly been around five minutes and done nothing for Murray in the first place.
0: It's obviously an issue that is boiling over. In New Zealand, though, how do you seek to make amends between the Maori community and the government, given there is so much mistrust at the moment?
1: Well, excuse me, I intend to go to ordinary Maori who do uh, 60, 70 hours a week, sometimes three jobs, paying all their taxes. It's not they that are complaining, not the working Maori that's complaining. It's this elite university-trained group who put a uh, tattoo on their face and say, look at me, I'm the new leader, I care more, I'm the next future of, of Marietam. And the answer to those ordinary Marietam is, no, you're not. The ordinary Marietam saying to them, naff off. We're getting off our job, we want a better world, we want to look after our kids, we want a decent education. That's what the ordinary Marietam wants, and we're going to go and speak to them, because they're not the same. And I'm sad to say, because, uh, not an accusation against ABC, but the mainstream media in New Zealand is thoroughly bought off on this matter, and are blatantly ignorant on it in particular. I
0: want to change the topic, if we can, Deputy Prime Minister, just to ask you a question that does pertain to our country. You'll understand some self-interest here. In 2022, Australia and New Zealand agreed that New Zealand would resettle up to 450 refugees over three years. Now, the agreement allowed for 150 refugees to be processed each year, but we have found out that in 18 months, just 128 refugees have been allowed in. Why has there been a delay
1: um, you should have asked the previous Labour Party about that. First of all, Jacinda Dern and then uh, Prime Minister Hepkins. Hepkins should have been asked that straight away because they're the ones who are responsible for that. We've just hardly got to power. We've had the Christmas break and we're trying to reorganise things. So if, uh, I'll pass on those questions to them. I'll get them to answer you.
0: Okay, I'll ask you this one though. They're not in power anymore and, and that's, that's why we're, of course, speaking to you. Will your government continue to honour the agreement?
1: Oh, look, I'm uh, at Tonga at the moment, about to start of some meetings, but I will try and find out or refer that on to the Minister of Immigration and the Prime Minister and get him an answer when I have properly consulted with them both.
0: Okay, but of, uh, at this stage are all agreements with Australia to be honoured?
1: Well, if you're talking about does New Zealand pride itself on keeping its word, yes, we most certainly do. If that's an indicator of our decision-making in the future, you might have a point of where we're going, but I'd need to discuss that with the Minister of Immigration and the, the Prime Minister.
0: Yeah, I understand that. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you very much. Winston Cheers,
0: Peters is the Deputy Prime Minister of New Zealand. They've been having a big debate, of course, about the Treaty of Waitangi's interpretation and clearly um, lots of different views on that. You're listening to RN Breakfast.
1: RN helps you understand the world.